This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Starting things out here, it is the show about your calls. If you make them, we go to them. Otherwise, we bring up things that are interesting to us. And, Mark, you've got a pretty outrageous one, considering we were talking about CPS just this week. Yeah, I'm so fond of CPS. And the Child way they, Protective Services, they, by the way. You know, they snatch away uh, kids from, from homes that... Uh, well, you know, that seem to love them. They kidnap kids. They, they, they do. And yeah, but it's legal. I was looking at some of the laws today up here in New Hampshire, and it's uh, considered lawful. They, they actually have the statutes about kidnapping. They specifically exempt yeah, they do. the CPS people mm-hmm. and the cops. Yep, they do. Um, is it then lawful to shoot anybody who's trying to take your kids? If done by the police, oh wait, you oh if the, if the cops shoot people, it's usually okay. But yeah, not not normal people. Not you, I don't know. Um, it I, the, the, it's crazy to me the stories that I see in the news, and I, ad, I I admit that I understand that the news reports on zebras and not horses, and so therefore you've got to assume that CPS is doing it, its job at least some of the time and removing some kids from some bad homes. Now, where do they put them? Well, into foster homes. In foster homes and uh, Orphanage. orphanages, yeah. neither one of which are very great places. To, to me, you need to be taking a kid for a very, very good reason if you're going to put them into... And by the way, foster homes, I know there's many, and likely the vast majority of foster parents are good folks. Except the problem is is that they earn money for doing it. Now, maybe they wouldn't get as many good people to do it if they didn't give them money, but the problem is is that they then incentivize people to take foster kids that wouldn't otherwise take them, so therefore wouldn't be that great at having them. It's mm-hmm. a whole big messed up system. Sure is. What are they doing now? New Jersey kids with Nazi-inspired names removed from home. Uh, do you remember the, uh, the, the kid uh, Adolf Hitler... Campbell that was that got the birthday cake that they wouldn't give wouldn't give him birthday cake because they didn't want to write Adolf Hitler on the birthday cake at the local no, I don't grocery this. store. You don't know the story? No, don't recall. In, I mean, it, I might have heard it. In the last mo- within the last month or two, there was a story out where Adolf Hitler Campbell had his third birthday or something like that, and his mama tried <laughs> to get him a birthday cake. It's happy birthday, Adolf Hitler. Wow. Um, and the bakery would then not um, you know make him a cake. Now, Which is say, their prerogative. I, I concur with yeah. you, and I have no problem with that. I give them, you know, that t- to me, that's the latitude that they should have. However, it made national news, and, you know, people sort of raised a fuss about the whole thing. I think it's just interesting, and I support the bakery's right not to give, uh, you know, the ca- you know do, make the cake. Absolutely. It's I your mean, business. You should be able to choose what you want. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what Jewish cakes are called, but can you imagine going in and ordering one that said Happy Birthday Adolf on it? awful. That's tacky. Adolf Hitler especially. It's not like it was just Adolf. Right. Which, by the way, is a name that was completely ruined in the English language. You can find some Adolfos out there, but you're mm-hmm. never going to find an, an Adolf. Adolf. They're gone. Yeah, okay. who names their kid Adolf? It's right? got to be kind of tough. Most... Like, you know, there were people that were named Adolf prior to 1941 or, you know, when Adolf Hitler took power. And <laughs> they even... probably changed their names. Yeah, I bet they did. Uh, yeah, likely. Anyway, Holland Township, New Jersey. Three New Jersey siblings whose names have Nazi connotations have been placed in state custody, police said. The children, ranging in age from three to under one, these are you know high maintenance high maintenance ages, mm-hmm. okay? Um, times that it's good to have their mom taking care of them. 
were removed from their home Friday. They drew attention last month when a supermarket bakery refused to put the name of the oldest Adolf Hitler Campbell on a birthday cake. Hmm. State workers didn't tell police why the children were taken, um, according to the uh, police Sergeant John Harris. A Obviously, spokes- the police don't need to know. They just went and did it, right? Because it's not the CPS bureaucrats that actually do the kidnapping. It's they usually come along with a statey or something this is, like that. This is well, yeah, because uh, people are liable to freak out, yeah. and you need an armed man in order to steal their kids from them. Mm-hmm. Okay, the spokeswoman for the the State Division of Youth and Family Services. So this is the DYFS. I don't ask to. questions. I just lock the box car. I don't ask questions. I just press the button. Yep, that's how it is. Yep. You know, I I didn't gas those Jews. I just put them on the train and sent them to Dachau. Mm. I didn't do it. Yes, you did. You're responsible. A spokeswoman for the uh, State Division of Youth and Family Services, Kate. Bernick said that she would not comment on the specifics of this case. Kate, you suck. She's not even talking to the media about this. Yes, she is. Oh. She, she said she's comment. You know, I'm not going to comment on the specifics of the case, but that the state will not remove children from a home simply because of their names. So she's claiming that there's something more to this. Right. Isn't it suspicious, though, that Adolf Hitler gets some news and then they go sniffing mm-hmm. around and find something? It sure is. I would venture to say that Kate could find something wrong with anyone's home. Well, I mean, has anybody ever read these laws? No, has I have no ever... idea. But I can, I, I know that... <laughs> I can tell you, I tried reading some laws today. Uh, Sam had been working on a, a, a pa- some paperwork to send back to these bureaucrats that are threatening me here in uh, in Keene. And I was looking over some of the, the laws that he'd uh, plucked out of the New Hampshire statutes. Yeah. And, man, my eyes just start glazing over. I mean, I yeah, had to read one awful. paragraph... Five or six times before I could start to really even process and the what words, it meant. The words don't even make sense the way they put them together. They're, no, they're very confusing. Double negatives and all kinds of stuff in and there. And they may not even mean They're not what, even in, intended to make sense to the average person because they don't want you to know what they mean. Well, that's right. It's, it's called legalese. And when you're looking at this, even if you think you understand it, you may not, in point of fact, understand. Because, they because the definition can be different of each word. Right. A person could include a corporation. Who thinks right. of a person being a corporation? I don't. It's, it's, it's silly. You know, and I was thinking uh, sort of today, one of these things that uh, likely a family, I don't know how uh, CPS looks at these things, but there's sort of a norm that's changed in the world. When I was in high school, a good friend of mine and his little brother shared the same room. They had two twin beds. They were separated by some kind of uh, dresser in between, and they, they basically warred with each other on a regular basis in this room. As brothers do. Yeah. I, it's rare for it, you know. It's just not something you think of these days for kids to have to, to room together. And I know that some government agencies and um, adoption places require you to have a room for every kid you adopt. Hmm. So they intend to limit the amount of kids that people can have in this way. Now I'm not saying that uh, you that you can't have kids in the same room, and I'd be interested in uh, people calling in and talking about this and how it's yeah. you know, uh, any experience they have on it. You're just speculating on what one rule might possibly be that they could. It's just uh, get parents in trouble on. Yeah, right? and I'm. I'm oh, 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 hold on a second. Hold on, Julia, joining us a few minutes late. Hello there. Hi. There are some states that have laws against girls and boys sharing rooms after the age of 10 or something like that. that. Makes, yeah, I can see that. Um, do, do, nor, does that normal that boys and girls share um, rooms before that? I shared a room with my brother till I was maybe 
12. Okay. And then... Um, How old was he? He was like 10 or something, right? Yeah. And, I, I mean, I didn't really understand why. We, I liked sharing a room with my brother. We were pals. We had yeah. fun together. We would stay up late, you know, and mm-hmm. do things we weren't supposed to do. Not uh, That sounds gross. I, it's not, you were not gross. Reading comic books yeah. under the covers with exactly. flashlights and stuff. Making yes. forts, whatever. Yes. Gotcha. And when we... When we did have to separate rooms, I remember that we had to, um, it was hard to do. Like, we had to make a room in the house that wasn't a bedroom into a bedroom. So you constructed a room, or you no. just sort of changed the yeah, sewing room Yeah, we just over. kind of, I think it was supposed to be a laundry utility room, and it had to become a bedroom so that we could... Did it have a closet? No, no closet. Okay. And then eventually, my par- after that, my parents bought a bigger house, and yeah. we had our own rooms. But it was a, kind of a pain in the butt. I mean, my yeah. brother had a well, water heater in his room. Is mm-hmm. the suggestion there that uh, that seeing your brother's uh, you know private parts after a certain age is somehow abuse to the other? I well, mean, if you've grown up with your sister and you've been seeing them semi-naked slash naked your whole life, why does it matter all of a sudden after my age My brother 10? and I didn't hang out naked either yeah so, why would you i mean, I mean maybe I'm not when we that, were but five but but if you walk we in 10, after the bath or something like yeah. that i you know i don't I, yes it's sexual in nature there's there's some i kind don't of, agree there's, there's, there's some nudity kind of, is not sexual understood especially to there's, a 10 year old the the rules themselves are sexual you know they're, they're based there because they don't want some kind of sexual something or other going on. Because the bureaucrats who created the rules believe there's something sexual about that. They believe there's something inappropriate about that. And that's what this is all about. The CPS code is about having these bureaucrats impose their view of what is right as far as how you must raise children upon you. And if you don't play by their rules, they they snatch your kids from you. Many foreign countries, uh, families live in, in foreign countries, families that live in the same room, uh, you know, they see the... What about nudists? Nudists are allowed to be naked in their house. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you've got thoughts on this, bring up whatever you want as well. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, and those features include the wiki. With over 1,800 pages created by listeners just like you, you can go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. Edit virtually anything you see. It's like the listener editable uh, editable version of our website, wiki.freetalklive.com. This program also brought to you by the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. Coming up first weekend in March, we are going to be broadcasting live at the Liberty Forum. It's happening at the Nashua, New Hampshire Crown Plaza Hotel, same place as last year, which means we'll be back in our palatial studios that they uh, graciously allowed us to use last year, which was a lot of fun. And uh, so the, the people will be able to come in and sit, or, sit around at a big table and hang out in the Free Talk Live studio. Whereas if you were to attempt to hang out in our current studio, it wouldn't work out so well. The carpet's uh, so thick in there, I almost blew out a tendon just walking in. <laughs> it's a nice place. Uh, but that's not the main reason you want to come to the Liberty Forum. That's, uh, that's a sideshow at best. The main reasons are several. You want to come to network with hundreds of other liberty-minded people, people that get freedom, people, many of whom have uh, picked up their lives and moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, a movement that is encouraging as many liberty-loving activists as possible to, co- uh, to converge on the same 
geographic plot of land. New Hampshire have to be chosen. We're here for the Free State Project. Hundreds of others are here. Many uh, hundreds more are considering moving. And so it's a great opportunity to come up and see New Hampshire right at its right in the middle of wintertime. Snow on the ground and all that. Uh, and so experience New Hampshire, tour around, and better yet, meet some of these great activists, because they really are the best, some of the best people I've ever met. Plus, you'd be able to meet some liberty-oriented luminaries like Glenn Jacobs. You might know him from the WWE. He plays Kane there. Uh, Dr. Mary Ruart from the book Healing Our World. John Taylor Gatto. Uh, David Nolan, the founder of the Libertarian Party. Keynote speaker Richard Heller from the Heller versus D.C. gun case in 2008. Big names, and that's just uh, the beginning of the list. You can go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to get the full list and get signed up. You can also save 10% if you use the Free Talk Live discount code, which is 2009FTL. That's 2009FTL, and we will see you there. Now, you say that uh, Kane plays uh, – uh, excuse me. Glenn Jacobs Glenn, plays Kane. Glenn, 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 Glenn Jacobs plays Kane on uh, at the WWE, but I, I prefer to think of it as Glenn Jacobs is his uh, – An his, alter ego? Yeah, it's just his it, – it's a, it's a name that he uses in order to cover for when, you know, he lives his real life. Um, but, you know, he, I, obviously he's, he's out there wrestling these bad guys, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, Kane, I think, was at one point a bad guy. I don't know if he's been written as a good guy. I don't follow the plot lines over well, there every, for WWE. Uh, everyone changes. What are you talking about plot lines? Oh, you're, you're feigning as though you believe that wrestling is real. <laughs> wrestling is real, my friend. Well, I mean, it's real in Wrestling. that they're re- well. No, it's real that in that they're throwing people around and stuff. Right, it, it is. <laughs> you really, really and truly a, uh, a a very athletic yeah, event. You yeah, you really do need to be ripped yeah. in order to do that. So you're really holding some guy above your head and throwing him to the ground. Now he knows how to you know land and roll to where he doesn't hurt himself too bad. But unless they do do them wrong, sometimes they like oh, to yeah. do their their little um, tricks, like you know, taking an arm away or something like that. And that's how uh, somebody got hurt one time. You're going to get hurt. I mean, or something with any sport, and I think wrestling counts as a as a sport. Uh, but with any see, sport, not? like uh, that, it, that requires physical action, there's a good chance that the more you do it, you're going to get some injuries. So, uh, so come on out to the Liberty Forum. We look forward to seeing you then. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Maybe you've got comments on this CPS story, the the latest in a long line of abuse, the latest in uh, just a never ending stream of stories about people having their children stolen from them. Now. We could speculate on the reason for this. Now, just to bring you back up to speed, CPS in New Jersey has stolen three children from a family who named their kids after... Now, we didn't get the list of names, but one of them was named Adolf Hitler. Yeah. And the other two Actually, were also Nazi-inspired. I believe they do give the, the names here. Um, Goebbels? We just was we, Goebbels one? Goebbels was not. Uh, there's Joss, These names are long, okay? Jocelyn Aryan Nation Campbell. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> Hanslin... Linder Jeannie Campbell. Oh my. Hin- Hindler, excuse me. Hindler. I'm not sure Heinrich who Hindler is. Himmler, I believe. Himmler, that's, but it says Hindler. Oh, Hindler. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know either. So they've stolen their children from them, and you'd think that this is an easy open and shut case. I mean, clearly these people are sickos, they're weirdos, they're Nazis. Nazis should have their children stolen from them. I mean, I can imagine there's somebody out there listening that would say that to themselves, that they should have their children stolen from them because they're raising them with uh, bigoted belief systems. And we've been ta- there's been this bigot guy that's been calling all week long on this show. In fact, he was on hold and he dropped off the line. Uh, but he's been calling all week long. So we've been talking about bigotry quite a bit this week. And I find it despicable. I find people like that to be absolutely awful and I can understand why people would get upset, 
But at the same time, I also respect people's ability to live their lives how they want to. And if what they want to do is live their lives as hate-filled bigots, then they should be free to do so. They should be free to raise their kids and indoctrinate them with whatever garbage they want to. It may bug me personally, but I understand that if I want to be able to teach my kids the things that I find appropriate and the things that I find interesting, uh, then I should be able to do that without having some gang of bureaucrats come and destroy my life Destroy my, ch- take my children from me. I mean, Mark, you, ever since you've had uh, your baby Jack, who's now ten months old, I think, there, thereabouts, yeah, uh, he'll you, be ten months in ten days. Ever since you've had uh, Jack, your life's priorities have completely shifted. Yes, and you've made statements on this show to the effect of Jack is what your life is all about now. That's you know what the the primary focus of your life is outside of you know obviously you right. do the show still, but. You're not spending 100% of your time with Jack, but he oh. is more important than even your wife might be. I mean, if I could go out on a limb. I, you know, I would hate to say something like that about my wife, but I can say that my, you know, Jack is extraordinarily high on my priority right up list. There. And I think my wife likes that idea. So yeah. So that's fine. So it would be absolutely terrible if the uh, New Hampshire state government were to come in uh, tonight to your house, while you're, especially while you're not there, and say, uh, you know, of course, they didn't give them a reason when they stole their children. Even if they gave you a reason, you've been engaging in anti-government behavior. Snatch. And they take your kid and they, you never get to see them again until you can go into the courts, hire a lawyer, pay $50,000 or however much it's going to cost you to fight this thing in their system with their rules which favor them. Right. The whole deck is stacked from the get-go. It I, absolutely is. I mean, you would think that they're, it, at the very, very, very least, and I'm not saying that this is a solution to the problem because it's still a big problem in and of itself, but unless the child is in immediate danger of uh, you know, harm a great deal of bodily harm, imminent bodily harm or death, you, they shouldn't be able to snatch the kid. There's, I suppose they could have a hearing of some sort, and then a judge could decide, but just to have some bureaucrat who's not going to face any kind of uh, you know, recompense for, for snatching the kid, snatch the kid, not that the judge isn't a bureaucrat, not that they're going to face any recompense, but... You would think that they would put that step in there. The fact that they named these kids, and of course they claim that the the reason they snatched the kids wasn't because of their names, but the pictures of these children that I've seen, and I've seen a multitude of at least pictures of Adolf, um, he's a cute little boy with you know sort of long mm-hmm. blonde hair, and it's hard to believe that that mommy there would name him Adolf Hitler Campbell, <laughs> um, but she's obviously disturbed. Clearly, but aren't we all? I mean, we all you could make the we argument. all look up to people. I, I, you know, what's the difference between looking up to Adolf and looking up to Eisenhower? I, I suppose. You, I mean, people can make claims like this. There is there is a difference in my mind, but somebody else can make a claim to the contrary. The toll free number here for you to bring up what you want is eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the Sickle CAI toll free line, and this is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features there include the updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on that list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. According to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. You can put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative. It's free, too. PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email is not secure. That's PrivacyHarbor.com. 800-259-9231. Coming up, more high schoolers arrested on child porn charges. First, we go to your phone calls. Eric in Texas, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, Eric, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, just a couple of quick things. Uh, back in, uh, I guess it was the middle of December, you guys were talking about the uh, guy in uh, the U.K. that wants to uh, censor or rate the Internet. Uh, excuse yes. Me. Um, and then you, it, it devolved into the larger topic of censoring on the Internet. Um, and it, it, one thing that nobody's pointing out is you actually have three uh, issues uh uh, kind of coming to a head here. Okay. You've got the, this faction that wants to censor the internet. You've got the other faction that wants uh, uh, net neutrality. You know, the idea that uh, all traffic can flow freely. Uh, and those two will go head to head because you can't censor the internet and at the same time say all traffic should flow freely. That's I mean, true, and those are, those are two groups that are calling for governmental interference. One group calling to clamp down, uh, for the government to clamp down on content. The other group calling for the government to prevent Internet providers from bandwidth throttling or restricting certain things on their own systems. Correct. And the solution is actually the third problem, uh, and that is the problem that, at least here in the United States, for the most part, you've got the local monopoly problem. That is, you've got one choice for either a cable modem and one choice for a DSL, mm-hmm. and they both suck because they both have a monopoly. Well, uh, now, wait a minute. That's not true. Uh, the, the, the cable modem has a monopoly over cable, and the right. DSL has a monopoly over phone service, but they both don't have an Internet monopoly because they're competing with one, uh, with one another. So not quite accurate. It, it's not it's not like the same problem you would have in say choosing a power company where you have absolutely no choice. Uh, it's a restricted it, marketplace for sure. There's no doubt yes. about that, and so the the competition is limited as a result of that. But even with the limited competition in that market, you can still see things improving. I mean, uh, up here, Time Warner provides the cable service, and they recently upped uh, upped their downstream limits to 15 megabits from I think eight or nine. So they're still well, they, competing. They're competing in the the area of like with DSL and other uh, and satellite, and so there's other forms of high speed internet. So they're they're, they're popping some... up. Yeah, there's the cell phone internet service as yep. well, which is an option. So it's not true that it's a monopoly. But go ahead with your thoughts. It's it's getting better. That's true. Uh, but but the one thing that can't happen, uh, whether you have net neutrality or just the current uh, restricted marketplace, is you cannot have, uh, say, a child friendly or a family friendly ISP service pop up. It just can't happen in the current setup. Or if uh, the uh, uh, net neutrality people get their way. Well, they and do have those solve. on... Well, hold on a second, Eric. They, it's my understanding that they do have child-friendly ISPs. 
but they're dial-up ones. So you mean you couldn't exactly. have a broadband child-friendly ISP? Exactly. Um, and so that and that's where you you've got that you know that three-pronged problem that's going to come to a head uh, as these guys waste more and more of our money trying to figure out a solution when the best solution is. You know, just get rid of the local monopoly. That's a brilliant point. So pointing out that the, uh, the, to, to solve these communications uh, problems, the, let the market decide, allow people to compete in these various different areas of cable and, and, and whatever other services are out there. Let, let more competitors in so one of those competitors can be that restrictable uh, adult, adults-only or, or children-only kind of Internet service. Uh, th- that would sol- you're saying all of that would solve the problems of uh, what are being presented. I think you're I think you're pretty spot on with that analysis. Any other uh, thoughts? No, I did have one other thing that I wanted to to bring up for you. Uh, I I was watching the news last night here in Austin, and they did a uh, a news piece on a gentleman up in Dallas, um, and it's it's almost. Uh, copy for copy, the exact same situation that happened to Corey May, uh, who you probably remember from, uh, I believe it was Mississippi or Alabama. Yeah, the cops broke into Mr. May's home in the middle of the night. They were at the wrong apartment. Uh, I believe they meant to get the other one on the property, and they... Uh, May had an he had a gun and he figured he was being attacked by a neighborhood gang or something like that. He shot fi- he fired at one of the cops. The cop took it in the gut and died. And then they brought May up on mur- I think it was homicide charges. Yep. Uh, and this guy in Dallas, it's almost the exact same situation. Uh, the only difference is Corey May had his child with him. This gentleman didn't have a child with him, uh, but he was in a horrible neighborhood of Dallas, so he had a gun for protection. Uh, police were serving a, uh, a warrant uh, in the middle of the night, and uh, they just pounded on the door uh, and, then, and then busted the door down. Uh, when he asked, you know, when they not, first when they pounded, he asked, who is it? They didn't answer. They just uh, burst in the door, hit him in the head. The guy already had the gun in his hand because, you know, bad neighborhood. He's trying to protect himself and blasted the cop in the face. And you know, I, I, I I'd like to make I'd like to make a point here uh, for people listening right now that kind of are you know looking at the the cop side of this too is there's an additional thing is the as criminals and they would practice this in prison I spent nine years in prison um, they would practice this they would often use the police as a cover so they would pound on the door and say it's the police you know so they would play with each other in this respect and I suspect strongly that they when doing home invasions and the like would do the same, the same thing. thing because it throws people off. They they know not yeah. to shoot a cop. So mm-hmm. then what that does is that it then makes people think, well, uh, it's it could very well not be the police. I better be careful. So even if the police did identify themselves, it's not a guarantee that it actually is the police. Yeah, and I you know it, I was floored by the, the way they did this report. Uh, you know the the entire report was showing just how bad this situation was and the, the only pro-state thing in the entire uh, report was at the very end they they mentioned uh, when contacting the Dallas Sheriff's Department uh, they mentioned that uh, they did identify themselves. So the sheriff is claiming they claimed they were the police during the incident? Yeah. What else would they claim? Right. 
But that yeah. doesn't that doesn't make me feel good. I'm sorry. If it's if it's three in the morning and somebody's pounding on my front door, yelling about how they're the police, I I don't know if I believe them. I, and I'm not going to take their yeah. word for it, especially if yeah, I live in a bad part of town. What are they doing serving a warrant at you know any time after dark? It sounds they darn close stuff. to a, a a SWAT raid to me. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like a regular old warrant at that point. I mean, they they. They said open up. He asked who it was. Uh, maybe they said police. Maybe they didn't. Then they kick in the door. Uh, you know, if they <laughs> they didn't have to do all that. Just another. And it's likely it was all drug related. And if it wasn't for the drug war, that cop would be alive and that guy wouldn't be in jail. Did you put, did you already cover that point, Eric? Was it a drug related raid? You did, they they didn't mention that in the report at all. Hmm. Uh, and just to clarify, Ian, the only thing I was saying made me feel good was the pretty much anti-state view of the report. It, it's very, especially here in Texas, it's not, it's very unusual yeah. to see them take that track. Somewhat refreshing, I suppose, but it doesn't do much to get this man his freedom back. He's, I, I presume he's been charged with murder? Is that right? Oh, yeah. 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 They're, they're going after him full bores, and, and here in the state of Texas, uh, you know, you, you touch a cop and you're going to jail, which that happened to my brother. Thank you, Eric, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, and uh, sorry to hear about that story. They just keep happening. Mark, you mentioned last night it's something like forty to 50,000 police raids happen every single year in just this country alone. So think about how many families that ruins, how many lives that destroys, and how many times things like that happen where people make mistakes. And Almost all drug war. More coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you need to buy, used items, brand new, 41 categories in which to shop, free, super saver, shipping on a whole lot of items. Get your shopping done and feel good because you're supporting Free Talk Live all at the same time when you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. That again, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com to your phone calls about what you want. Tom in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, and I've got a trivia question for you. Oh, boy. What's How that? many members... How many members does the United States Senate have? Uh, the members of the Senate, 50? I thought there was... No, 100. It's 100, right? um, but they added uh, a couple for the uh, District of Columbia, so I'm going to take 102. 97. Drat. I don't understand why. Two from every state. Okay. Okay, but they still haven't gotten the election uh, certified in Minnesota. Okay. okay. <laughs> so that And they didn't have... Uh, Roland Burris... Just got sworn in today. The, uh, uh, what's his name? Joe Biden. He quit uh, today, as did Hitlery Rodham Clinton, uh, because uh, well, Hitlery got a secretary job, and uh, Joe Biden's going on to be vice president. Well, that's okay, right. So, Old Hillary's going to be the Secretary of State. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She. Yeah, I was being a very tricky, Tom. Very hit. tricky. He's got a secretary job now. Here's the thing. I've been updating a directory of these. Uh, district offices and uh, Senate offices, and I find member after member puts up, don't keep asking me for inauguration tickets. We're all out of them. Each member of Congress has been doled out a bunch of inauguration tickets. 
for the inauguration on Tuesday, and some of them put a thing on there that says, but if you come into Washington, D.C. for the inauguration, even though, whether you got tickets or not, or you're going to be out in the mall without a ticket, that's fine, too. Uh, come and join me for breakfast, okay, that day. I'd love to have to meet my constituents in Washington, D.C. Uh, for breakfast that day. This is a thing I need to tell people all across the country because some of your listeners are planning to go to D.C. to attend the inauguration, and you have tomorrow only to contact the senator who is from your state or one of the senators, if you happen to live in a state that's got two senators, okay, then you contact one of them or the representative elected in the district that you live in. Why? Notice how What's RSVP? Uh, well, yeah, you contact them and you talk about um, joining them for breakfast that day or, or meeting with them while you're in Why Washington. Why in the world? I guess, what's the point? So you can, like, tell them what you think about them? Is that the idea, to go to breakfast? So, so you, you can tell them uh, to like to call off the war on drugs before any more cops get themselves killed in action, that sort of thing. Uh, and incidentally, that case down in uh, Dallas... From what I'm reading on the Officer Down Memorial page, uh, it says uh, the cop and several members of the gang unit went to a home on Wadsworth Drive in Dallas to service an arrest warrant for aggravated assault. Uh, Hmm. When Corporal Smith knocked on the front door of the home, he was shot and killed. Uh, So it wasn't for a drug raid then. So an unusual uh, situation. Usually we hear about this with uh, with drug raids and aggravated assault. What does that mean? What's what's aggravated assault as compared to regular assault? Aggravated uh, means with I, weapon. It may be if Got somebody it. has to go to the doctor and get treatment nope. for it. No, uh, it's with a weapon. So oh, it, I just found that okay. out, Tom. Thanks. Well, so anyway, yeah, I've been updating that congressional website, and uh, so I hit you All right, with man. the well, hey, thank you for the su- Thank you for the suggestion. I don't know if anybody's going to take, uh, take them up on it, but maybe, I mean, if you want to talk to one of these guys and uh, corner them or something over breakfast, this uh, sounds like an opportunity. Thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. I don't know how valuable that is. I, I don't think it's valuable really much at all. I mean, what's the best that's going to come out of that? You spending an hour of your time eating breakfast with some so-called representative and having him go, "Mm mm-hmm, okay, mm mm-hmm, as you say things to him? I mean, come on. They're just going to patronize you. I, I, I think that's likely the case. There's the possibility every time that you talk to someone that uh, they could change their mind on things, uh, you know, to some extent or, or another. That possibility is probably fairly slim. Uh-huh. Well, there's one particular politician I'm thinking of here in New Hampshire. That's yeah. that's that's her way of dealing with her constituents. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I know exactly, yeah, you know exactly who, who I'm talking, you're talking about. about. Isn't she just one of the most fake people? I can't stand her. And so if you were to sit there and have breakfast with her and, t- and pour your heart out to her and tell her about how you feel and what's wrong with the, you know, the country and what should be done about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, come on. That's just a waste of time. Yep. But she's only looking out for one person. And, and that's, that's how they all play it. Yep. That's how they all are. They don't care what you think. And if you need more evidence of that, if you weren't paying attention, just go a few months ago to the bailout situation where they were getting 100 calls to one from their constituents saying, don't pass the bailout. What did they do? They passed it. Yep. Now, some of them voted against it. Some of them did. But not enough. And now, what are they calling for? Another bailout? Well, they're calling, <laughs> at this point, well, another they're, one. They're, the some of the money for the bailout has not been allotted. Um, so what they're doing is they're looking at legislation to, uh, you know, sort of firm up how the money is used. 
So that means that they did a really terrible job and rushed out and gave away 300 out of the seven, 350 or whatever out of the 700 billion. Uh, they rushed and gave that away, and Woo! so now now we got to be careful with the other 350 billion. <laughs> And, of course, at the same time, this is just goes to show what a uh, smoke and mirrors operation it is. The Federal Reserve, which is about as federal as Federal Express, then allotted three po- or excuse me, one point something million. I can't tell you how or trillion, excuse me, one point something trillion. So twice as much as they um, a lot as the Treasury was getting. They just printed the money and gave it away or whatever. Mm. So I, I don't know. It's all very confusing to me. Let's continue with your calls. Cliff in Miami on the amp line. Hello, Cliff. Hey, guys. What's, uh, no, what's on your mind tonight, Cliff? I'm on my mind tonight. Uh, first thing, uh, I wanted to kind of talk to Mark about something he mentioned last night in regards to... Actually, he's mentioned it before. Uh, he said that police officers should be uh, charged more harshly whenever they commit a crime. And I think that can be a Punished. problem. And the, the problem I find in that is that um, if, if police officers should be charged more harshly for committing a crime, then when they say something happened, then they should be treated um, as if they're better than regular people because, well... Since they since you treat them more harshly because they commit a crime, then I suppose their word their word is worth a lot more when they're telling you something as you know being the truth. And I, I can just see that being used as a slippery slope. Uh, you know, I suppose case. you could say that, but I mean, I don't I don't see why one is necessarily the the truth of the other. Now, the fact is. Police officer's word is taken above yours every single time. You would have to be a politician of some note in order for the uh, the, the police officer's word to be taken, uh, you know, as less value of you than you. Or have some the damning video evidence. The government essentially values people based on uh, their their rank inside the government apparatus. So um, I there's but there's no reason why if you charge a police officer excuse me if the punishment for committing a crime while on the line of duty for a police officer is higher than um, than you know the rest of us that their words should be valued more. It's just simply denoting uh, you know the fact is we give these guys a, a monopoly privilege on the use of force in this society. So I didn't give it to them; they just took it. Okay, well, um, the, the the government gives these guys a monopoly privilege on the the use of force in this society. So why? Uh, so, so that would be the that would be the juxtaposed to the harsher uh, sentencing as punishment. That's what I. That's yeah. what my contention now, is. I, I see what you're saying as far as like in the society that we live in right now. Yeah, that makes sense. But as far as like in a free society, I think everyone's word is just you know it's just as valuable. And if somebody commits a crime and uh, basically, they should be punished accordingly, and it shouldn't be because they're a cop to get more or less, you know, kind of, you know, you know much of a punishment. I but, hear you. Um, we can move on to the next point. Well, okay, but wait, let, me, let, me, let me now say something to that. I don't advocate a free society on this show. I advocate <laughs> a society that has is much more free than the one we currently have, but that still has cops and roads. And so, therefore, if we're going to have cops and roads, I think that those cops should be punished more severely when they use their badge in order to, um, you know, commit crimes in our name because they're 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 imbued with a certain amount of but uh, they're imbued with a monopoly privilege on force so they need to be punished more severely mm. since you don't uh, since you have calls for a completely free society then point taken I, I, I could see why you had that point the other Thanks. thing I was really calling about is um you guys had old jail last night the uh, I forgot where it's from but he's a cop in somewhere or other Nebraska and um, yeah. I, I tell you guys first of all I love when you guys either have the extended show or B, you guys have a guest on. I know he wasn't a guest, he just called in, but the fact that you guys got a chance to talk to him, I thought that was pretty nice. Um, but he mentioned something in his conversation with you that I thought was actually valuable. He said that he uh, was speaking to a cop, uh, cop, one of the cop uh, friends or a cop uh, partners or whatever you want to call it, and he, he asked them, 
you know, how many times have you had to break up like a, I guess a fight, a drunk fight, or had to go wrestle, wrestle a drunk down or whatever it was. And, um, you know, his, when he got a response, his response back, usually the guy was like, the, the person he was posing the question to was, you know, let's say that was a high number, and then he would ask the same question about marijuana. And of course, he'd be like, huh, yeah, it's a lot lower. Yep, and it was a good like, call. And yeah. uh, Cliff, thank you for yours. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can call about anything. Hour 2 is coming up. Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231 as we launch here in hour number two of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free. We give them away. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their website, so enjoy ours on us at freetalklive.com as we go right into your phone calls Let's talk to Dave in Illinois. Dave, you are on Free Talk Live. How are you doing, Matt? What's on your mind, Dave? Well, I had uh, something earlier, but I was going to talk about the police because I went outside for a smoke. And there's an ambulance, so I was in Chicago with the police. But uh, that guy just calling and rapping about politics forever, you know, it's just it's so boring. I find uh, I find politics pretty intolerable. Are you referring to Tom talking about people going and meeting their representatives? Yeah, the last caller, you know, like going to talk to representatives in Washington D.C. waste your time. Well, clearly some people still believe in the system. Some people still believe that there is uh, a value to talking to these people. I, for one, do not. Uh, But all that said, I understand why people are still living in that paradigm, and I understand why they want to believe that it makes a difference, and they want to tell themselves that they live in a place that's a free country. They want to to believe that they can have some sort of influence over these political – these hacks – that uh, they, they obviously are in it for themselves, as Julia suggested earlier. Oh, well, I, mean, I got a grandpa. He's he's like over nine thousand years old, you know. And he used to tell me politics ain't good for nobody except politicians. So I usually don't worry about that. So uh, well, I guess I'll try to get back on this police subject. The guy just had my nerves going. Um, well, jump all over it then, Dave. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, yeah, you guys. I'm a, I, I've had trouble with the police. I'm a young guy, you know. I, I've done some stupid stuff, so please come and get me. But I don't think it's really the young police they're hiring all the time nowadays that is a real problem. I think it's the middle-aged ones. I would say that the most dangerous ones are the ex-military cops. They scare oh, me. Yeah. Oh, those are pretty scary guys too. Why would you say it's the middle-aged ones that are the big problem? Well. They're stepping up on the psych profiles. They got all these people with unwanted self-importance running the show. I mean, they, they got what is it, uh, sergeants and whatnot. They're, they're middle-aged right now. The old cops are retired. They're doing the day shift. Day shift cops don't deal with a lot. You know, they're good cops. Day shift cops I never had a problem with. But these ones running the late-night shifts. Anybody working midnight hours is run by these middle-aged cops that can't even really pass a psych profile nowadays. And they're just crazy doing barrel rolls in their you're, heads. You're claiming, all over that, the place. 
you're claiming that the middle-aged cops have been somehow grandfathered into a system that is now much more stringent. You're saying that it's more difficult for uh, – it would be if they were to try to get into the policing profession today, you're saying it would be more difficult for them? Oh, most definitely. I mean, I talked to a sergeant once who was just batched. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I yeah. got to say it. <laughs> yeah, well, watch that, it. That crazy, you know, and uh, he just he's going on. He's listening to all his uh, old 1970s rebel records, thinking he's all cool and whatnot. And he's running these crooked cops in the late night shift. Half of them are drug dealers himself running around. With their ex buddies, you know, they got out of the military. So it's like they got their own personal game. They got no rules except the rules they make, and it's, it's a nut house. Thank you, Dave, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I mean, I can't I can, I can deny the man's experience, um, although, although I don't know about what he's suggesting that it's more difficult to get in these days from what we've read. The if you're former military, as Julia was talking about, the, the, it's pretty much a path paved in gold uh, to get you into the government uh, police system. If you are coming out of the military, and if you're coming out of the military, you're not middle aged. You're probably in the you know you're probably in their early, late twenties or something. You, you could mid be to late twenties, mid late twenties. Some sometimes as late or late as forty. Uh, but 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 they're essentially giving these guys preferential treatment. I don't even know if they have to take all the psych profiles. I mean, I'm not sure what the uh, the requirements are. It may differ by the police departments out there. And certainly uh, we know that there are some law enforcement officers that are listening. If they'd like to call in with their experiences, I think that would be far more valuable to have somebody who is in law enforcement say, well, yeah, Dave's right on this but wrong on this. And I think we've talked to some uh, law enforcement officers in the past who have essentially said that the older cops, and they would, I think they would concur with Dave, saying that the older cops are definitely the better guys. You know, they're the guys that are more laid back. They've been on the the squad for a long time, and they're just they're not hotheads like the the younger guys are. This is normally we're told that the younger guys, the guys with the skin, you know, the shaved heads, uh, real built up and buff, and wearing the sunglasses, are really kind of the hothead right. cops. The kids who are fresh out of high school got beat up a lot and are you know back for revenge. Yeah, so I don't know if it's... these these are all generalizations. Sure, they I'm you telling know. you, I just don't understand the mentality you have to have as a young person to go to to be a cop. Well, I don't know. Some people want to help people. They want to go after the bad guys. I I'd say a lot of them probably. I mean, they're essentially bullies, right? So they were either bullies in school or they got bullied in school. I I would say that's a fair assessment. I don't know if you can uh, obviously mark. You know, this oh, is generality. It's a you sweeping generalization, right. and I'm not claiming that for all cops. But man, some of them are just jackasses. Well, what's your experience been, Julia? I mean, would you concur with with Dave saying the middle aged cops are more corrupt no. than the younger cops? I'd say it. I mean, it. I've been arrested by young cops, and I've been arrested by older cops, and I've been treated crappy by both. So I don't. I don't know. Well, I've, um, I've uh, in this room and uh, likely uh, the vast majority of callers, I've known more, more uh, law enforcement officers and talked to them than uh, having worked at the the corrections can, officers. Yeah, correction. Well, they're law enforcement officers. The corrections officers and many um, people use the corrections as a stepping stone in order to get into law enforcement. You know, my experience is they they came from all over, and I I you know I mean certainly there were an aspect of all of these people, and military was probably more widely represented there. But I think that it's largely just because the United States military and militaries worldwide teach people not to work and how to hide from um, working, 
and that it's another job where you can do just that. I mean, if you go out and sit on post and watch the fence, good Lord. I mean, it's it's not working at all. I mean, every 15 minutes you write something down on a piece of paper. That's the work. What does watching the fence mean? You watch the fence. That's what cops do you, when you, they sit and post out for look for speeders. You just, just being on post is uh, being in a very small room and looking at the fence to make sure that no convicts are climbing over. Oh, it. oh you're talking about in a jail situation. Okay. I gotcha. always make jokes when I when I see them sitting there parked. I always make jokes about them masturbating, and you gotta wonder. I mean, I'm sure that most of them are not doing that, but how many of them are doing that? They're really just sitting there them? by nobody's, themselves, and who's watching them? Nobody's monitoring them, and now they've got Internet access in the car, so <laughs> I don't know. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Bob in Minnesota. Bob, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Oh, not a whole lot. I mean, I just jump on here, and I hear about masturbating cops, <laughs> and I mean, that's crazy. But what I really wanted to call in and talk about today is, have you guys heard of third-hand smoke? Yeah, yes. I saw an article about that recently. It made it into my show prep, but never made it on the air. Will you tell us a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, I was reading the article on the, the New York Times, and it's titled, A New Cigarette Hazard, Third-Hand Smoke, and pretty much saying that this is almost as bad as second-hand smoke because most of the chemicals that aren't in the smoke, I guess, I don't know, get trapped in clothes and carpet, and they cite not specific chemicals, but they say... Uh, where is it? I don't know. Um, I can't find it right now, That's but right. I won't waste time. But, um, like, kids getting sick from crawling around on the carpet, and I was reading that they might turn to use this as an excuse to ban smoking in cars in and homes. in your house if you have kids. Yeah, that figures. That figures. Well, they already started banning it in cars if you have kids. They're already there in a number of places. I think New Jersey is one of them. And and you certainly know when you walk into a smoker's household, when you're entering into a smoker's household, that stuff Smoke or not. does get absorbed into the curtains, and it does get absorbed into the carpet and the sofas and anything else made out of fabric. But now they're saying that that's actually dangerous, that it's not just a lingering scent, that somehow that it's it's dangerous, toxic chemicals? I yeah, don't know. I, I don't I, believe it for a second. It seems pretty outrageous Well, the science me. on it is going to be likely done by some government agency where yeah. somebody's incentivized to make it look more dangerous than it is, just like that old EPA study that says secondhand smoke is bad, that was disproven and has been disproven, and, and it still lingers on and is still used as the excuse for the legislation that we have. Thanks for the call, Bob. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the Sickle CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, and they include the uh, live streams. We get a broadband version, dial-up version, and a webcam, all free for you over at listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen. FreeTalkLive.com. You call about anything. We go to Scott in Massachusetts. Scott the Bigot, back on the program. What's on your mind tonight? Hello, Ian, uh, Julia, uh, Hello. Mark. Oh, what, what sort of hate are you going to spew tonight, Scott? Go right ahead. Well, I want to talk about uh, we're in a depression, uh, and it's just getting worse and worse every day. And I have evidence uh, of, of, uh, of these Jewish, international Jewish bankers, if you will, that have caused our depression uh, Instead of just taking a uh, generalization, you have Alan Schwartz, 
Uh, B.S. Stearns had to be bailed out for billions of dollars, which the government had to bail out. Richard Fuld destroyed Lehman Brothers, and in my opinion, started the Depression. Henry Greenberg, AIG, had to be bailed out for $75 billion. Robert Rubin, the ex-Treasury Secretary... I understand that you can find some Jewish guys that are in banking, and and you know you can find Jewish guys in show business, and you can find different. uh, You can find some black guys in the NBA. I mean, you can certainly make generalizations about uh, certain careers. But what about J.P. Morgan, who uh, brought on the Federal Reserve that made all this happen in the first place? Wasn't Morgan hmm, not Jewish? The Federal Reserve was created by the Warburg family. Uh, I'm sorry, J.P. Morgan was uh, certainly involved there. There were a number of people that met on Jekyll Island to uh, discuss the creation right. of the I, 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 do, I do concur with you that there are Jewish people in banking. But now, I, somebody called me today, and it was it was off air certainly, and they 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 asked some questions. They you know they 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 made some speculations, Scott. And yeah. this the speculation was sort of brought up while you were on the air. But yeah. they um, had some questions that sort of that I should ask you. And yeah. they speculate from your accent that you are from Brooklyn. Does that sound right? I'm from Massachusetts, sir. I'm not from Brooklyn. No, I don't mean where you are. I mean where um, where you're from. I never came from Brooklyn. No, they spe- they, they speculated um, because they're a Jew from Brooklyn that you are a Jew from Brooklyn. No, that's and absolutely that's absolutely right. wrong. Okay, so is this okay. like a self-hating Jew? Well, I think not that at all. The, the, the speculation on this side was that he's actually a plant from the uh, the, um, <laughs> the what what is that anti defamation league in order no. to get us to slip up and because no. everybody no. knows that libertarians are bigots and anti semites, right? No. I mean that's the first no. brush that is painted with libertarians, and we're libertarians no. on this show, so therefore. You know, the the idea is is to get us to trip up and um, somehow say that we hate black people and Jews when, in fact, we don't. But now the question, it it did seem, he pointed out some inconsistencies, Scott, and I want to ask you about these inconsistencies. Um, Because otherwise I'd just try to trap you and then bring out what he said. But I'm I'm letting you know ahead of time what what was said. You're just a tool of the great Jewish conspiracy. That's right. Wherever they are, I want my check, man. I just want a check. So, Scott, the... um, the, the the questions here were that first you, when you called you you'd said that uh, basically Christian white males or something like that were the great guys and they were gonna save all of us and there was these Jewish people that were um, you know coming after us and then you sort of switched it up to say well you know I'm not so sure about this Christian thing like I haven't gone to my church in a long time and so like what is is it is it sort of Western when you say um, that that white people are great is it the western people or do you mean that they have to be christian in origin let me explain to you the backbone of america i'm glad you mentioned that point north the northeast in the united states is the most un-american of america when i think of real the real america i think of places like nebraska iowa indiana uh the real the real america uh the the america of henry ford uh, the, the America, America, the America that voted for John McCain. That's right. Okay. That's right. That voted not not for this black half breed, uh, Obama. The well, they, of I'd like to point out that they voted uh, against uh, Ron Paul. That those people in that area, in the real America, didn't want uh, you know a guy who spoke out against the Federal Reserve. They're not educated enough in order to bring a, a guy that would have actually saved the nation. No, they're not. I'm glad. Americans, by and large, are very ignorant, very stupid. It's amazing that we're the number one nation in the world. I'm going to say something that's going to shock you. I, I agree oh, you, with you're long the, past that point. <laughs> I agree with all the tenets of the Klan, the American Nazi Party, but the Klan is uneducated. Is this Michael regard. Savage? 
Is this uh, this is uh, I have to say that uh, Johnson sent me a message uh, suggesting that you are actually Michael Savage uh, and you should be doing your own show right now, but you've been calling Free Talk Live for the last week. Is this Michael Savage? No, I'm not Michael Savage. <laughs> Get off my phone. Because I think his here. name's Wiener. Can't, his can't last name's Wiener anyway. I just can't take it anymore. 800-259. Savage or that guy? Michael Savage's last name is Wiener. Really? Yep. 800-259-9231. I can't handle it. The speculation it. here um, from uh, Peter, who uh, talked to me today, was that, in fact, that there's this... You remember the evil Free Talk Live that were a bunch of bigots? Yes. That somehow Free Talk Live ended up on a list of, from the Anti-Defamation League, and they were, you know, they sent Scott out, who is a some kind of plant or dupe, in order to... Uh, uh, to, to get us to stumble over ourselves and say that we were, in fact, bigots. And, you know, as all they need is a sound bite, right? Mm. All they need is you saying, blah, 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 and then yeah. they, you know, they don't need anything else. And I often will do character voices and stuff like that. I, uh, there's a quote on uh, my on the wiki uh, at wiki.freetalklive.com where you can see where it says, I don't like black people. Now, I can't imagine why, wh- how that was said or when it was yeah, said. Yeah, it was probably as but a it was, character right, or it something. It was done as a character or facetiously or something like that. My best friend's black. So... I, you know the the idea that uh, I would say that is silly, but all they need is a sound bite in order to make it uh, mm-hmm. happen. And I don't modify the wiki pages at wiki.freetalklive.com. Other people do that. I just it doesn't seem right to me to go modifying my own. It's against page. the it's against the rules. I don't know if I want to be considered an American if being a real American means that being I like hate him. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you sold me. I'm glad I live in the Northeast, Northeast and yeah. I'm the most, you know, I'm the most anti-real American there is out there. That's what I was thinking when he said that. That I'm glad I'm here and not. Well, actually, wait, he's in Massachusetts, so why right. didn't he move out of? You know, yeah, since you we don't have a, he'll call tomorrow. We'll just ask him that then. Why don't you move out of the Northeast, Scott? Call that when he calls tomorrow because he's apparently our newest chronic caller, even more so than Paula. 800-259-9231. Now, if you're frustrated by the fact that Scott calls every flipping night of this show. Well, maybe you should pick up your phones and call in and bring up what you want. We go to uh, Chuck in California. Chuck, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Good. Uh, no, I was uh, listening to you guys about uh, law enforcement. Now, a lot of people don't realize that the average cop, I'm not trying to bag on them, have actually average IQs. And if they have an you know above average IQ, they cannot become law enforcement. In they some departments, that's, that's some departments. Some Other departments, departments require uh, you know college degrees, which to me means a higher IQ. I it doesn't don't agree with that statement at all. I think that it's an average. Um, well, I'm not saying they're stupid in general, but you know people that have an you know intelligence equivalents that are average are more likely to follow orders without questioning them. Without that is question. true. You're absolutely right. That is one of the reasons why that policy exists, because if you have smart cops, uh, they're likely to think independently and think for themselves uh, more so than the average person. And so those departments, I believe New, uh, New London, Connecticut is one of them that has the restrictive policies, uh, do result in some really dum-dums on the force, really yeah, obedient unfor- guys. You're absolutely right about that. It's unfortunate that we're being pleased by these. Another thing is most people, when they have a problem with an officer... They'll say go to internal affairs. Well, most I'll bring you back. You can finish that point here in a moment. More with Chuck. Your calls as well about what you want. 800-259-9231 is SACL CAI toll-free line. And this is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us uh, and those features include the bulletin board system. We've got over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there, all completely free over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. SACL, C-A-I. We continue with Chuck in California. Chuck, uh, you were making a point about the cops. I wanted to make sure I had enough time, so go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to bring up a little thing about internal affairs. If you checked into how it works, it's kind of pathetic on the police policing themselves. But another thing I wanted to bring up, I had a little incident out here on May 4th of uh, 07. It's uh, a YouTube blog, and the YouTube blog is Please Help Me, A-C-L-U, you get a chance to watch that video, the only thing that I misquoted in there, I wasn't allowed a special witness by the court. But if you listen to that blog, you'll be quite surprised how corrupt our system is. Please help me, ACLU. Do you want to give us an executive summary of what's going on over there? Well, it's about getting a tax bill for $4.7 million. You did? I, oh, yes. I kid you not. Um, also, the uh, police department seized my vehicle, gave it to the FBI, and I wasn't even arrested by the FBI. Luckily, I did get my car back from the FBI, and I caused so much stink, they dropped the uh, $4.7 million tax bill. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. why, did the, why do you feel like you were targeted? Well, actually, I delivered an air conditioner to a co-op that was, grew for a dispensary in North Hollywood, and uh, the arresting officer said that our permits, their permits, and my permit for my medical problems that I do have were fake, went to court. The, uh, two de- the one of the detectives during the preliminary was told to stop lying twice by the judge, and the judge says if it goes to trial, you get no special witnesses by the court, nor would he explain a lot of the jury. So right now I'm in, you know, I have an appeals coming up that should be an argument this month. So it's it's a pretty nasty situation. It's just. Uh, very corrupt system on how things work out here in California. Well, I can tell you the corruption is everywhere. Uh, there are corrupt courts all over this country. It seems to be the nature of the system. Anytime you don't have accountability, then that's what you get is corruption. The accountability is minimal in the area of government. Well, and to go back to your point about IA, which you just barely even touched on, uh, the Internal Affairs Department at the local police department, wherever you live, they purport to be these sort of heroes that investigate the cops, you know, cops investigating cops, and I think that's a fine idea and all, but what do you do when the Internal Affairs Department is corrupt? Well, try to get a hold of the Internal Affairs Department. What they'll end up telling you is you've got to go to the police station, and what they'll do is they'll investigate their own cops at the same police station. So right. that's not really internal affairs. In, in most places, IA, you know, their their desk is across the, you know, room from some other cop, from the rest of the cops. They're, they're right there in the police station. It's not like the IA has its own station where they go and they do their thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, <laughs> they're friends with the police officers. So yeah, that, well, that makes it you're, tough. You're right. The courts are there to protect the uh, law enforcement regardless if they do right or wrong. They just prolong the agony, you know, if uh, you get arrested and they realize, the law enforcement realize they made a mistake. And, they, you know, it's just not in your favor if you don't have money to protect yourself. With pretty much. Internal. That's pretty much the so. case. Chuck, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate yeah, listen, hearing from you. 
800-259-9231. We continue with your calls. Steve in Indiana, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hello, Steve. You're on the air. Oh, hello. Hey, what's on your mind? I was just calling in regards to Dave. I agreed with a lot of the things he said in his... uh this is Grandpa was over 9,000 years old. and uh, penis, penis, penis. Thanks for the call. Looks like the Crankers are out tonight. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue, and we'll go to the amp line and talk to uh, Scott in Canada. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your uh, mind tonight? I just wanted to comment about uh, that fellow I called earlier, Scott, that has these world Jews, you know, conspiring against him. Yes, the uh, Scott the Bigot from Massachusetts yeah. who's been the calling... The real American. Every single day. <laughs> yeah, he's a real American because he's racist. Um, I uh, I think it's great that... I, I know you've got some feedback from other people. I think it's great that you let the guy on because showing nut jobs for what they are as nut jobs helps people, like, see them, uh, like, understand... That they're nut jobs. Does that make sense? Oh, sure. Yeah, there's no and it ch- also shows the ridicule that you're going to get if you are that kind of nut job. Look, there's, this is what other people think about you. And there's no reasoning with this guy. There is no logical process there we can go through. never is with people like him. Well, it's worth it, a try to see. To, for a person like that to, to change anything. I mean, they. Uh, uh, well, we have this, this uh, policy in Canada about hate speech that uh, it's you can get in legal trouble if you, right. um, you know, hurt people's feelings. Basically. Right. Yep. Um, and you know, I think that this is a good example of why something like that is crap. Because we need these people that have these ridiculous ideas that hate a certain group. Uh, we need to show them for who they are. Let them get. Let them get their ridiculous message out. It it, it hurts them more to hide it. I think because then uh, I don't know. It just it shows it to me the ridiculous thing it is when it's when it's out in the open. I think you're right about that. That's why, I, you know, uh, the, the board operator actually asked if if we should uh, stop taking calls from him, and uh, that's just not how Free Talk Live works. We will take calls from anybody every night of the week. The one rule is one call per night. So if he calls back in an hour, he's not getting on. Uh, but if he calls tomorrow night, we'll take him again. I mean, we're not going to keep him on for another hour like we did. We can, we had him like on no, three segments earlier this a, week. Yeah, that's how Free Talk Live works. You know, when you get somebody interesting like that, and he was interesting to have on at first. Um, and now we know he's a true bigot. And yeah, uh, we, we you know we, we, know we suck the juice out of those kind of callers, and then we toss them um, toss them away, and that's that's how that's done. And then when he you know he calls back, he's not going to get uh, you know he's not going to get the special guest host position like he <laughs> had there for uh, three segments. And that's so how, if he calls back, we, we've got to. Remember to ask him, or rather, when he calls back, we've got to remember to ask him why he hasn't left the Northeast if it's so awful. And uh, I want to come back to the homosexual well, wanted, comment he made earlier. I wanted to this ask week. him some questions about uh, his his actual religion because he seems very iffy on what it was. But uh, you know, Ian keeps on chiming in in order to um, you know trip him up, so he didn't get a chance well, to answer it, that question. It comes back to to the evidence. Uh, I, I sometimes tease. I have I have two Jewish friends that I work with. I sometimes tease them, you know, like, uh, you know, did you get your check this week? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there's no, if he had any actual evidence, you know, if there's real things to stand on, and we know that there isn't, but I, I don't know how to get through to a guy like that. So, well, evidence... Know, if he comes on and, you know, eventually... Evidence to this guy is, um, you know, it's going, it's going to be anecdotal. I mean, he did yeah. list off a bunch of um, names of what sounded like Jewish names of uh, banker type people in charge of yeah, uh, some of that. the banks, but that doesn't that that doesn't really constitute evidence. Uh, so, I mean, the Free Talk Live, you know, a radio show isn't really the place to uh, to really go through it with this fella. He's just got to see that, in fact, the problem is government. 
not some race. Agreed. Thank you, Scott, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. you. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So there's another story out of, uh, this time it's Pennsylvania. Greensburg is the place this time where the government is victimizing more teenagers. The story is that three teenage girls who allegedly sent nude or semi-nude cell phone pictures of themselves and three male classmates at a Greensburg high school who received them have been charged with child pornography. Didn't we uh, see this coming? Uh, th- was this particular one already? We talked about this, or th- this is breaking. This is okay. uh, as of two days ago. So it sounds very similar to stories that we've yeah, heard there's... in the last year or so, because this is happening more and more often. And the reason why is the last time we talked about it is there's this new fangled, uh, I guess, thing with that the young kids are doing called sexting, where they'll take. Uh, you know, because the text messaging is very popular among uh, young people today, and apparently uh, taking pictures of one another and sending them is also very popular, and uh, apparently even more so taking pictures of people in uh, their underwear or completely naked or half naked is also very popular among young people. So that's what's going on, and apparently it's going on enough to the point where occasionally, you know, once a month, maybe more often, maybe we just don't hear about it uh, as often as it happens, but. Occasionally, teenagers are charged with child pornography for taking pictures of themselves and sharing those pictures that they consented to have taken with the people they consented to share them with. There's more detail on this story coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the single CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on as many radio stations as we possibly can, bringing uh, this program uh, to as many stations and as many internet listeners as possible. The AMP helps us do that, and you get perks too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are waiting for you over at amp.freetalklive.com. So we get back here uh, to the story out of Greensburg, Pennsylvania, where three teenage girls who have sent nude or semi-nude cell phone pictures of themselves and the three male classmates who received those pictures have all been charged with child pornography. The now, story from WPXI. This is what doesn't make any. None of this makes any sense. But uh, what I, I do you have the choice of what you do with a received cell phone picture? You could choose to delete it. I suppose. I suppose you could. But um, does that mean that it was the receiving then is what they claimed in the article was yeah. you know the, the the problem? So. I mean, I pos- if you receive it, you still possessed child porn at for that point. moment in time. Yes. So, so as you a still prank, committed- I could send Mark some child porn right. to his phone. And as an additional prank, I could go to prison and get sodomized. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Police said the girls are 14 or 15, and the boys charged with receiving the photos are 16 or 17. None are being identified because of, well, their age. It was a self-portrait taking of a juvenile, a juvenile female taking pictures of her body nude, said the captain of the police department, Captain Saranko. Police said school officials learned of the photos in October. That's when a student was seen using a cell phone during school hours, which violates school rules. The phone was seized and the photos were found on it. You know, I have to say that I think that uh, young ladies taking naked pictures of themselves is a good thing for multiple reasons. Okay. But I think that... 
that says a lot about a lady's self-esteem. And I think that in those ages, the teen years, uh, a lot of girls don't really feel that great about themselves. And mm-hmm. if you feel good enough about yourself to take a naked picture of yourself and send it to someone, good for you. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that uh, I think that th- th- this is a th- culture is changing. I think that uh, nudity is more accepted now. I think than any time in the past in this country. And I mean, certainly this country has Puritan roots, and those Puritan roots are still alive and well, obviously in in many people's minds. But I think that over time these things are changing. Unfortunately, the government tends to be about oh I don't know a hundred years behind the ball as far as actual you know catching up with what uh, the culture and society is actually doing because society and, and and what goes on inside it can change over a very short period of time but actually changing the government's rule system takes decades in many cases so i think that's what we're dealing with here is i mean they call this this uh sexting a phenomenon among young people i mean we read uh, some statistics i think it was about a month ago on the show that said something and i'm recalling here uh that it, that it was like one out of six or no, it was a, it was a significant percentage of young teenage girls that have engaged in this, and also young teenage boys have engaged in uh, taking nude pictures of themselves. So we're talking about significant I, percentages. I did this on the internet when I was twelve or something like that. I used to get guys to send me naked pictures of themselves. So I mean, really, Teen boys? just yeah. The the medium has changed. That's all. This has been going on. This isn't new. Kids taking naked pictures of themselves. Well, kids used to play doctor and things like that with one another, but right. they didn't really I'll take pictures. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. You really wouldn't have been able to get away with taking pictures back then because you'd have a film camera. You'd take the film camera to a developer. They'd catch it, and they'd you know you'd get the cops would be called. So it never would have really gotten as as big as it is today. Now an instantaneous. Now I mean you can take a picture and send it out to fifty thousand people instantly if you want to. And that's the reality we're dealing with here. And what is the state doing? They're, th- they're hurting people. They're destroying right. they lives. They, they just don't know where to start and stop on this. And uh, the, the fact is, this is an issue for the, the school to be taken care of uh, or the parents or something like that. That's, this is not an issue for the state. It doesn't Absolutely. make any sense. Uh, putting, these people, uh, putting these young people in jail cells, giving them criminal records, and now you can say, well, they'll be wiped out when they grow up. But that's not necessarily uh, true with the sex laws. Uh, yeah, and it's not necessarily true at all. Um, the the fact is that uh, you know juvenile records can be dug up and and people do get put on the, these sex watch lists. Right, the sex lists seem to be really extreme as far as the level of punishment is concerned. Uh, once you get on that list, you don't get off. Once they put you on the sex offender list, you're on it for life. And I doubt they're going to make an ex- uh, they're going to make an exception for people that are under the age of 18. But here's what the uh, police captain had to say about it: taking nude pictures of yourself. Nothing good can come out of it. <laughs> well, Julia just gave us an example of what she considers a very good thing. As a and I'm sure this. this guy just feels terrible as he's reviewing the evidence. Well, it, <laughs> yeah, he's allowed this to look. is awful. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I don't know that I, I'm prepared to say that nothing good can come out of taking n- naked pictures of yourself. Plenty of people, plenty of women, uh, largely, I would assume, uh, have made a great deal of money by taking pic- nude pictures yeah. of themselves. Making money is a How good thing. How about meeting people? I mean, people meet each other on the Internet. I met, well, I met Ian through Free Talk Live, but I emailed him. I didn't send naked pictures. But, you know, what, what if I sent a naked picture of myself and said, here I am. Do, well, you, you would have been 20 at the time, so apparently that would well, have been okay. Well, I understand that, but I, I'm saying... Th- I, I find that women make themselves more interesting to me when they send, like, give me yeah. pictures. <laughs> I, I find that. The <laughs> statement, it has no value whatsoever, is stupid. Yeah. 
<laughs> I've sold naked pictures for money also, so there's value as well. The guy's obviously a Puritan, and you're not going to convince him of anything because, As he's you know, scrolling through the photos over right. and over and over again, reviewing the evidence. Right. Well, that's what I find most, one of the most interesting points about all this is the police get to possess all the child pornography they want to. <laughs> what, we had a caller tell us once that there's this federal repository of essentially child porn evidence out there. That whenever they do a uh, child porn investigation, they have to hold on to the evidence. So the cops, they don't delete this stuff. They keep it. So they have the biggest repository of child porn you can possibly imagine. And, of course, I'd like to also point out that the, the whole idea that a uh, 15-year-old girl taking a picture of herself is child pornography is pretty ludicrous to me. This also brings back the point we talked about last time I was on the show, and that's that um, – you know, essentially children become adults at puberty, but our society, American culture, has sort of extended the age. Um, there's this in-between adult and childhood. So your brain and your body is tells you you're an adult, and everyone else says, no, 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 don't mm-hmm. do this. Yeah, it's it's really, it's a weird form of torture, because you live in this world, you know, the, the, there's... I mean, you have adult sexual feelings, you have uh, sexual desires and all that stuff, but our society has it so that essentially you cannot act on those things because you are a child, and that is, you know, it's it's despicable, it's awful. So the the kids are, you know, tortured by not being, by, you know, being sort of the, the, the silly religion that they have. Oh, we're not going to heaven if you touch the other kitties, you know, and all this silly, silly stuff. But somehow when you get to 25 or whatever, it's, you know, nobody cares. Toll free here, 800-259-9231. Maybe you've been involved in a similar situation, uh, being, a, being a teenager, involving yourself in sexting, and you can tell us your story. Well, well uh, when, when did you take those pictures, Julia? Which ones? Uh, the ones you sold. Um, well... You weren't selling child pornography, were you? I actually, when I was uh, like 15 or something like that, I got... I mean, uh, my friend and I got offered some money to do... Basically, at the time, I didn't think of it like that at all. Now, I realize it would probably be considered child porn. And, I mean, I was just a kid. I wanted some money. It was easy. I was dumb. So, would you say that you were taken advantage of and there was a crime committed? No, I got money. So, you would say that I felt like it was worth the trade at the time. You knew what you were doing, at least to the point where you could have said no. It was not something that was... Yeah, I could have said no. Was not coerced or anything like but that. But I just like I wasn't even thinking this is against the law. I had no idea. I just I didn't really think. I knew my parents wouldn't approve if they saw it. But to think that I could have gotten in a lot of trouble for that just it would have blown me away. I would have had no idea. What's the what's the uh, statute of limitations on uh, child porn? I don't know, but it's probably not up. Well, well, what I'm concerned with, I mean, not just for Julia, but I mean, I I mentioned the other, uh, I think it was about a month ago, and we were talking about this before, I, I mentioned that when I was in high school, some guy had videotaped his next door neighbor, and I believe she was a teenage girl, uh, he had videotaped her in the shower and had brought his video camera to school and was playing it for the guys in his classes. And I'm thinking, wow, well, that's clearly, I mean, if, if we're going by the government people's definition of child pornography, which is apparently anybody under the age of 18 being photographed consensually, uh, then that's child porn. And, I mean, I've seen it. I saw it a decade, uh, over a decade ago. Can they bring me up on charges for that? And, I mean, child porn, When I get, if they're calling it child porn and you're the same age, essentially you're a child, is it illegal to look at 
porn in your own age category? I mean, it is I don't understand yes. how states like New Hampshire that have a, uh, you know, it, it's the, the age of consent is 16, but... If you take a picture, if you're 16 and, and she's right. 16 and you take a picture of it, it's child porn. Yeah, you, you can, can have, have intercourse, sex, right. but you can't take a picture of it. It's what? crazy. 800-259-9231. There's more on this story. We'll come back with it uh, here in Hour 3. Your calls as well about what you want. What does one of the moms of the, the boys have to say about this? It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into Hour 3 of the program, and you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. And uh, so last hour we were talking about Child pornography, it's back in the news. And, of course, we're not talking about real children. We're talking about teenagers. I'm sorry, they just don't qualify as children in my mind. I understand some people, uh, this whole childification of America, they want to keep people infantilized and childlike as long as possible. They want to believe that childhood can extend to you know, the mid-20s. But to me, once you, get, once you get to puberty, you're not a kid anymore. Right. They might act like children in the way they conduct themselves, but you know, they stopped being children from a uh, biological standpoint and at about 13 at the latest. Well, and the way they conduct their, themselves has more to do with how they are raised than anything else. And, and the society we live in. We live in a society, we talked about it the other night, that encourages kids to act like that. Exactly. Uh, th- these young people do not have the opportunities that they need to have to become more adult earlier on in their life because they're shielded from it, in most cases by the government regulations and the government laws that say, well, you can't work until you're 16 or 14 or whatever the different rules are. And, of course, you can't go see a, an adult movie until you're 17. You can't smoke a cigarette until you're 18. You can't uh, – there's so many different rules on what young people are able to do. Uh, they can't enter into contracts. They can't uh, – they certainly can't go and get a permit to start a business. They can't – Working they can't very difficult. Right. They can't do any of this stuff. And so they're, they're kept in this childlike state as long as possible. And then when one of them decides they're big enough of a girl or boy to take a nude picture of themselves, then they're told, no, no, that's child pornography because you're still a child, even though you don't eat the, you don't get the kitty menu at uh, the restaurants anymore, but you you're can't still get into a child. The, you can't get into a movie and, and, you know, you have to pay a, an adult rate to get into the movie. What the heck? Yeah. So there's a little more to this story I want to cover. We're going to get to your phone calls here. But uh, I want to say there's a follow-up from the Greensburg uh, radio. I think it's TV station, actually, WPXI, that's reporting on this. And the mother of one of the Salem High School teenagers who's involved in the alleged sexting scheme where text messages were sent with uh, nude photos or semi-nude photos attached of 14- and 15-year-old girls. By the way... The uh, teen girls have been charged with manufacturing, disseminating, or possessing child pornography, while the boys are facing charges that include sexual abuse of a child. So the government people are saying... The thing is, is these are not juvenile crimes. 
These are adult crimes, and likely these kids will be charged as adults. Mm-hmm. They often go after them, and that means they're for for the rest of their lives. That you know, there's just this charge that looks terrible when somebody yeah. finds out what the conditions <laughs> child are. Child pornographer, abusing a child. Well, right. I mean, I, if I'm looking at somebody's criminal uh, history as a potential employer, and they're giving me their honest criminal history of what they've allegedly done, and I see marijuana possession, no big deal. But if I see if I see child porn or manufacturing child porn or, or sexual abuse of a child, that, that's kind of a red flag. It's going to be something I look at. So the mom of one of the boys says her son did nothing wrong. Well, apparently she doesn't believe like a lot of Americans in that the law is what's right and wrong. Uh, because a lot of people think that if the well, law Americans is violated, it's wrong. Americans believe that. She she would just ignore it if it happened to somebody else. Some oh, other yeah, kid? Yeah. yeah. doesn't matter until it's your kid. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem, people. You if you if you don't care until it's your kid, well then it's going to be your kid. And nobody's going to care. She says it's going to ruin his life. My son didn't know She's this girl. Right. Mm-hmm. He'd seen her around school and it was texted to him. He didn't take the picture. The picture that prompted the arrest uh, is of a female student. It was a self-portrait in which she appeared completely nude. The photo was discovered in October when a teacher confiscated the phone. Uh, which uh, apparently you can't have phones in, in school. Uh, the boy's mom said, "If I could see, I could see if my son took the picture of the girl. My son just received. No, I still can't. I can't see either. It. I, yeah, I'm with That's, you. That, you know, I, I suppose I, I suppose she can make that statement, and who knows what? But she's she's just showing how innocent he is in this, but." You know, I mean, if if you're willing to say, well, if he took the picture, then that's fine. But he didn't, and the, he kept the picture, lady. So the fact is, young people t- having the you know can have sex with each other legally, then should be able to take pictures of it. I, I know it's it's inconvenient for everybody, but and it's true. I think that most parents just don't want to think about their children having sex. Get over it. They don't want to think about you having sex either, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be doing it. Just don't discuss details with each other. And if you do discuss it, your kids are having sex. Get over it. Likely they are, and the you know the best thing you can do for them is to discuss it with them, so that they can take steps not to get pregnant, not to get diseases, because those are the things that matter. That is the sensible approach. They're not sullied. I swear, they're not dirty because they had sex any more than you are. You were. I mean, because weren't you a young person (laughs) at one time with hormones raging? That's probably one of my but the. Best hypocrisy growing up is my mother was a Nazi about sex. She'll claim otherwise now, but she was psycho about it. She, but she likes even, to claim she was liberal about yeah, it. Yeah, she d- won't even. She wouldn't even use the word. She would always refer to it as the S word. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, but any adult that calls sex the S word is just not fit to wear the label adult because it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But my mom had two kids by the time she was my age. So, gee. What's that tell you? Yeah. It was okay for you to have sex when you were younger? Oh, but see, she was an adult. She had the kids as an adult. She was well, all grown up when she had the kids. Okay. 1-800-259-9231. You're right. I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous. Like, at least I don't have babies. 800-259-9231. You're right. Your mom had had both kids by the time she was your age, right? Oh, yeah. My mom probably had... a three-year-old and, you know, a two-year-old by the time she was my age. I wonder so. what her sexual education was like when she was growing up. Well, she was raised in a really strict Irish Catholic home, so I'm doubting not very good. Yeah. I think that you're right, Mark, that uh, parents should be talking to their kids about these sexual issues 
And uh, you certainly should warn your kids that if you're going to be taking pictures of one another, be real cautious about it and don't send it around to a bunch of people and don't and, do what the kids are doing today because you the, could go to a jail cell. The other it. thing is is when when you don't let your kids have sex and don't let them have it at your house, and I understand that puts you in a certain level of liability for the other the other child, but you know you there's there's ways you can get around that by acting dumb rather than go right out and say, oh, you kids hump right here. You, you expose them to all kinds of dangers that they wouldn't be exposed to otherwise. The fact is, I was parking in places where so was I. I shouldn't you know I shouldn't have been I had cops harass me on more than one occasion do, do you want your kids harassed by the cops do you want them manufacturing you know sassing the cop back and getting a joint planted on them and having a record for the rest of their lives the fact is this stuff happens and it happens to parent it happens to kids who have parents who don't take realistic views yeah. of what life is like the, 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 what you're saying is they're going to experiment now, are you going to allow them to experiment under your watch? I mean, not actually under your eye, but <laughs> under your roof? That's going to be a problem, too. <laughs> or are they going to be experimenting in the woods or in a parked car or, you know, somewhere else where you don't know what's going to happen, where anything can happen? I mean, it just seems like it seems like such a no-brainer to, uh, to talk to your kids and to be open about these things. But yet I think so many people are infected with this puritanical uh, American attitude that sex is bad can't talk about sex don't answer your kids questions about sex it's not time to talk to them but they should just don't i don't don't have sex don't do it kids because you know just say no works so well with drugs <laughs> well it doesn't work I'm... with abstinence doesn't work with sex either and everybody knows it but they're too uncomfortable they don't want to push their comfort zones they they don't want to use critical thinking mm-hmm. when when it's necessary when the rubber hits the road in their in their life with their kids the most important thing they've have ever had they still won't use Use critical thinking. That's the sad state of affairs with humans. If I am talking to somebody about sex, like let's say a 16-year-old girl, because this actually does happen to me a lot at work where young girls will come to me and ask me for sex advice. Because you work with teenage girls. I work with teenage girls, and I think it's just because they know that I'm going to give them an honest answer because I'm pretty blunt when people ask me stuff. Mm -hmm. And... I have absolutely no problem talking to a 16-year-old about sex, any aspects of it. I have no problem talking to a 25-year-old about sex. Why is it different? Like, why can't parents talk to their kids about sex as if they would talk to anybody else who was asking a sexual question? Do I don't they understand. they talk to other people? I mean, do uh, these people that are so uppity about their teens having sex, do they have the ability to talk to their contemporaries? My mom would talk to me now about sex, but she wouldn't when I was a teenager. It's very strange. It's very puritanical. Sure they, sure they can talk to their contemporaries about sex. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You bring up anything, this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, And those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the site for your download of convenience free at freetalklive.com. AdamEve.com has a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com and get 50% off of one item when you type FTL for the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. Get 50% off with offer code FTL 
at AdamEve.com. That's AdamEve.com, which features over 18,000 adult entertainment products, toys as low as six ninety five, and of course, they've got a whole bunch of movies there, and many, many more things. Speaking of the S-word. Speaking of the S-word, oh my God! Let's go to your phone calls and talk to Calvin in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Calvin. Hey. Hey, I got a little anecdote. Yes, sir. Back when I was in high school... I used to send nude photos to my girlfriend, and uh, this one I sent where I was uh, doing a masturbation maneuver called a barrel roll. Oh my! I, I don't want to give too no, much. No, we don't want to get into the details. This is a radio show, so go ahead. But it ended with me. Uh, uh... Oh, thank you. Okay, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I guess we're gonna have to, uh, you know. Well, I'd like to talk to the crankers for just yeah. a second. We like crank calls uh, on Free Talk Live. We want you to crank call. Yeah. We want your crank calls to be creative, and we want them to, uh, you know, the, the more interesting they are, the, the longer you're going to be able to get on. You might even get enshrined in posterity by getting your own uh, promo. promo. Yeah. The fact is, we've done this many times. We consider crankers to be a good part of our show. However... If you decide to put the licenses of our radio stations in danger by cursing and doing, you know, naughty things, you're just going to get dropped. So not yeah. only are you, you know, your friends aren't going to think that that's funny or cool. They're going to think it's funny or cool if you get to stay on and do, you know, whatever long-winded crank that you ever did. So unfortunately for you, you can't just say naughty words and, and be able to, get to, you know, crank call. You'll actually have to think of something interesting to fool us with or whatever. But Right, because once the... The, uh, the once carrot on that is is that you might get enshrined in history. Yeah, once, uh, once the crankers start coming out of the woodwork that are just these uncreative callers that just shout something at the end of their call, uh, then, we have to, then we have to implement the, uh, the, the screening procedures, which we don't want to do. We don't want to do that. This is a show that's relatively unscreened. You call, give us your name, where you're calling from, one word, what you want to talk about. Uh, but we do have a procedure to deal with this situation, and so if that's what you want to do, it's fine. 800-259-9231. We'll deal with it as necessary. So we continue here. Uh, your call's about what you want. Tony in Texas, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Tony. Hi, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Not a whole lot. The barrel rolls. I'm just trying to imagine that. I don't know. Sounds I, awful. I, I, I think I've got it, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Sounds kind of, you know, you could dislodge a joint or something. I don't know. Sounds kind of dangerous. Somebody could get hurt. <laughs> Listen. It's all fun and games until somebody puts an eye out, isn't it, Tony? <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Listen. You know, I think a lot of Americans, globalization is kind of a dirty word. You know, we've got this Barack Obama guy up here. He's got these appointments. He's got Ron Kirk. You know, he's called for NAFTA and the Global Highway, you know, or the Trans-Texas Corridor. We've got the, this bankster for the head of the Treasury. He's a part of the IMF Monetary Fund. We've got Carol Browner, his energy czar, as a member of Socialist International. It's a group openly calling for a one-world order. Now we've got all these internationalists on Barack Obama's cabinet, and nobody's calling any attention to it. Nobody's pointing the finger and saying, hey, look, these guys are international one-world government people. Aren't you paying any attention? Why don't you think anybody's pointing these things out? Well, I don't know. I mean, that the the, uh, the neocons were bad guys too. Isn't it obvious to everybody that the government people are bad guys? Uh, well, we see, really... that's what I was going to ask you. What what y'all's mission statements were? Because I've been, you know, I haven't heard y'all for too many days. I I, I was listening over, you know, I was, the other day, and I, and I I listened to y'all for the first time, and I've mm -hmm. been listening to y'all for about three three days now. 
I'm trying to think, just what exactly are you guys trying to accomplish? Because I hear your radio station. Oh, it's easy. Back it's easy. Forth, the mission one, statement. You know, from right. one corner to the next. Y'all don't put a, you know, y'all don't put a comprehensive thought together. And I'm thinking, what, what exactly are you trying to accomplish? don't put a comprehensive thought to together. Here? Well, um, let, me, let, let me tell you what, what our have radio we not, Have we been babbling tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I think that we are comp, uh, comprehensive, but, you know, well, I'll, I'll take your critique. I think that the uh, the purpose of our radio show is to make some noise between the commercials so that you continue to listen. <laughs> the second goal we have is to um, give a venue for people who want to talk about things, uh, anything they wish, to be able to talk about it without, you know, b- b- without being screened out like they are on so many other um, radio shows. A third thing that we like on this radio Radio show is the idea of freedom and liberty, um, the idea that people are free to do whatever they wish and as long as they don't hurt other people, in which case they should be punished for that. There's a mission statement for you. How, what do you think? Well, I mean, it sounds good. I just, I just wish that y'all would work toward a goal because it seems like to me that y'all have got. The I am Patriots. working towards a goal. That goal no, is you, freedom you've got and liberty. The Patriots call and you know, and they listen to your show. But, but what you know, what about the people who don't know what we know? You know, how are you reaching these people? Well, what's going on with your radio program? What are you talking You're about? How am I reaching, reaching people? We reach a half of... Uh, how are you listening? I'm listening on the Internet. Um, could you tell me through the which website? Um, Genesis Communication okay, Network. And great. as a matter of fact, I wouldn't have heard of you guys unless I had left my radio on, you know, a lot, a, a lot longer than I should have one Understood. So like, you found well, us through the, 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 the Patriot Movement kind of uh, direction, and that's that's fine and dandy. But as far as uh, shows on the Genesis Radio Network, we are the fastest growing show on the network. We're the and number we one have, show on the network. And we have more stations than any other show on the network, including Alex Jones. So what, do you, what is Alex Jones doing in order to spread the, 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 uh, the message of globalization? Well, I was very critical of Alex Jones about two or three months ago. You know, I asked him, what are you doing for solutions? Because he'd always fear monger. He'd say, this is happening, this is happening. But, hey, what are we going to do about it? You know, what's okay, the solution? I don't, I don't, uh, here's a solution for you. If you believe in liberty and you believe that people should be free to do what they want as long as uh, they don't hurt other people and that the, the maximum role of the state should be to protect life, liberty, and uh, property, then you could move to uh, New Hampshire for the Free State Project. We talk about that. Every night. Every single night, and we offer a solution. Unlike most radio shows out there, we offer solutions to people. And I understand that it can be frustrating when radio shows don't offer solutions, and that's one of the reasons that we do, um, because we were frustrated, and so so we came up with the best solution we possibly could. So what do you think about my solution? (laughs) Tony? Well, I I, I guess it's a good start. It's a good start. Tony, I've sold two houses, three cars... Picked up my family and moved across across the country for liberty. Now I'll grant you, I haven't been successful in turning the whole state for liberty yet. But what have you done, Tony? That was my question. Ha- I haven't done absolutely nothing. Okay, then- I'm listening to people, and I've spent maybe three or four hours on the internet trying to, you know, share my views on chat. I uh, know. Uh, you know, chat Talking rooms, on chat rooms. Yeah, well, there you, I, th- th- there you go. That's th- th- you know what you're starting out, and I understand. I get it. I'm a guy who likes to do things, and we are doing something. And I would gar- I would, I would bet you money that we're doing more for our cause that um, you know within our means than then, any other radio show out there. Yeah, and I'd say that, that Free Talk that Live does more for liberty than most people in the world do. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts, Tony? Well, I mean, you might be right. So I, I was asleep most of my life. I just woke up maybe. Well, two welcome years aboard. Ago. Keep listening. You're going to hear and good I, and things. I, and I'm very frustrated because I don't know what sure. to do. I've been handing out flyers. I've been getting on the I internet. I see where you're coming like from, dude. Keep listening. We've got solutions, and the Free State Project is the best of them. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. It is the show about your calls. That is the primary purpose. 
is uh, to entertain you and hopefully have you come back in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Hey, podcast listeners. I've been working with a couple of advertisers who have concerns about the ages of our podcast listenership. Generally, the younger the person, the more likely they are to fill out a survey. We need to counteract this trend. Please, take a moment to go to survey.freetalklive.com and let us know your age and sex. That's survey.freetalklive.com, especially if you're over 25. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away. So enjoy those on us. Uh, And those features include updates. Get signed up. We keep you in the loop when you need to know something new about Free Talk Live. You'll know it first if you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about starting your own business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks, LLCs, any normal legal thing you need. LegalZoom does it. They're not lawyers, but it was created by lawyers. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. As we continue with your phone calls about what you want, it's Joe in California. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going tonight? What's on your mind, Joe? Cops are usually on my mind, so I heard you guys talking about that. But this child porn thing, that is just out of whack. You mean with the teenage uh, boys and girls being charged with child pornography for t- essentially taking a nude photo of uh, th- themselves and distributing them? Oh, no, that's fine. I mean, kids are kids. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to trade pictures with my girlfriends and stuff, you know. And I probably still got some lying around, but, you know, we were teenagers. I, I thought you guys were talking about, like, real kids, like, uh, Julie, you said you you're taking pictures at like 15 or something, right? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Still be- what? You still doing that? Well, she's not, <laughs> she's not still 15. <laughs> None of your business. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Oh, 800-259-9231. Offers can be emailed to me at julietfreetalklive.com. And uh, you Same offer here. Offers money. can be mailed to me at mark at freetalklive.com. There is the I'm right going to have the money in my PayPal everything. before I take a picture, though. I can tell you that. Yeah, paid first, right? Yeah, yep. pay in advance. 800-259-9231. Uh, so we continue here. Since we're talking sex, how about this story where a teacher, and talking about teenagers... A teacher in the South Shore, this story from BostonHerald.com, was living a disturbed double life for nearly two years, say police, allegedly seducing a 13-year-old boy, plying him with booze, and having sex with him on kitchen floors and couches, sometimes sometimes right under the nose of her husband. Christine McCallum, 29, who's on leave from her job at an Abington Elementary School, was charged yesterday with seven counts of statutory rape for the serial liaisons in Rockland and Abington from February 2006 when she took, allegedly took the boy's virginity to November of 2007. So quite a long relationship there. McCallum, a waifish, bespectacled blonde who tightly clutched her husband's hand in court yesterday, declined comment. And they got a picture of her here in the article. She's, uh, she's not a bad looking lady for, uh, for a teacher. Yeah, my thought is that uh, likely the uh, court case is going to be more damaging to this young man than uh, than effing his teacher. 
But her alleged teenage conquest told police they had sex more than 300 times almost every other day while he was 13, 14, and 15 years old. The boy told police they had sex for the first time back in February on a couch at McCallum's Rockland home while her husband slept upstairs. McCallum and the boy had unprotected sex in the shower, on the kitchen floor, and the living room floor. Uh, this, is, this is a very this is a titillating article. article. Yeah. Uh, and on a green shag rug that was seized yesterday as a result of a search warrant, say the court documents, McCallum's lawyer... Uh, Frederick McDermott said McCallum took the took in the boy and his young brother who were being raised by a single dad. She denies all of the allegations, including the uh, taking the boys in. I guess McCallum weaved her way into the boy's life in late 2005 when she became a tutor for his younger brother, let them stay at her house, emptied their backpacks after school, fed them dinner, and gave them rides. <laughs> but within months, prosecutors said, <laughs> "Oh, good, double entendre time." Prosecutors said McCallum was plying the boy with cranberry and vodka drinks, Jello shots, and rum, and sleeping with him in her house and his house. McCallum ended the relationship in November 2007 in a fit of jealousy after she found out he was using the cell phone she bought him to text other girls, police said. They had sex that <laughs> night for the last time. She was crying. She kissed him and told him she loved him. He told her he loved her, according to a police report. <laughs> Plymouth police prosecutor uh, said McCallum was obsessed with the boy, writing the boy ten love letters. I would choose you over this job, she wrote. I trust you, or I trust you, that this can work. In a MySpace message, McCallum wrote that she struggled with her desires. It's hard to be with you and set boundaries, she allegedly wrote. It's hard to kiss you and tell you no. Police said the boy's father contacted the police Tuesday after a friend of the boy told the mother about the affair, or told his mother about the affair, and the mother then told the oh, boy's father. Oh, of course. Keep your mouth shut. If you're having sex with your hot 26-year-old <laughs> teacher... But he wasn't anymore. Well, wait a minute. If what? you had sex with your well, hot twenty-six-year-old well, teacher, hold on. tell what? anybody. I understand what you're saying, but he wasn't motivated any longer uh, to, you know, she to broke protect off, her. She broke yeah. off the relationship, and this is, hey, if you're a twenty-six-year-old hot teacher, you're best served by not humping your thirteen-year-old. Well, any thirteen. I guess it wasn't. She wasn't actually. <laughs> she was like a tutor or something. Yes. Uh, so correct. It's, she wasn't really uh, even. I can't say student. His motivation was gone at that point. Have you ever noticed that they make a lot bigger deal of these stories when it's a teacher and a student as opposed to just some 26-year-old having sex with a 13-year-old? But this was just some 26-year-old basically having sex with a... uh, But she is a teacher. She is a tutor. She is a teacher. She is a teacher, teacher. but not the teacher of him. Correct. So... I mean, they make a humongous deal out of these it's cause things. It's because it's titillating. It, it sells <laughs> stories. I, right. I, well, there's so many stories of uh, there are so many stories of guys that are o- over the age of 18 having sex with underage uh, females. So that's not as newsworthy. There are the occasional stories of a uh, you know an older woman having sex with a younger man. That's more newsworthy. But for whatever reason, a teacher and a student just more uh, the it's kid newsworthy. probably benefited greatly from that relationship. Chip. 300 sexual encounters. And right. Certainly knows more than in yeah, kids. He, and... he probably knows more about pleasing a lady than any of his classmates, and that is going to get him far in life. Well, you would think that she would have sex with... I mean, you would think that after 300 times, she's probably taught him a thing or two, right? Exactly. So I think this kid, way to go. You lucked out. You really benefited from this situation. But the woman does not deserve to go no, to jail over this. No, uh, she, and, and, and she, since she didn't violate her agreement with the, the elementary school, she wasn't having sex with the elementary school kids... 
she shouldn't have her job placed in jeopardy over this, don't well, you think? Well, I think that the elementary school could reasonably and in a more free market circumstance say that, uh, you know, you're not allowed to have sex with any child under the they age could. of 18 sure. or whatever, you know, pick pick some arbitrary age, and I think that would be fine. I find it disturbing, the idea that she would be having sex with a 13-year-old and teaching 13-year-olds, so... But she's not. She's not what? She's teaching elementary school. 13 I, is I'm middle still, school. I'm still disturbed. I see. I, what I get out of this story is I can't imagine what kind of mentality... I'm 24, so mm-hmm. I'm not quite 26, and it, it seems disturbing to me because I I can't even talk to 15-year-olds. I do not like talking yeah. to 15-year-olds. They had to have done some talking, right? Sure. How could you have a two-year relationship with someone that much younger than me? That's what weirds me out, is this lady probably isn't too mature, or this kid's really mature. There's there's something weird. It's uncommon, and that's that's a problem um, for most people to to see. And I, I think women. If I'm going to make a gen, I'm going to make a generalization here, Julia, that women would be more likely to go for older uh, you know, partners than men would be. That that's actually not really a generalization. That's a, a pretty uh, worldwide cultural standard. It seems to be. Um, so you know that that part is even you know so more weird in that way, and disturbing. I, I had a relationship with a girl that was significantly younger than me. I think I was I was thirty something, and she was nineteen, nineteen to twenty, and nineteen and twenty. And you know, I mean, I, I could see that, that there were times when communication was uh, sorely taxed. There were differences that just didn't really work out. And it's a generation gap. Yeah, it just it, it, it wasn't good for me. And I so you went shopping this week, huh? Oh, watch some MTV. Yeah. Oh. Great. And, you know, what about the guy in this case? What about the poor husband? I mean, the poor guy. What was he doing wrong? Or is it just that she was obsessed? I mean, maybe he was doing everything he could to please her. Sometimes but people want strange. You know, that, guess, that's yeah. just that. 300 times. 800-259-9231. There's excitement involved in it, especially if you have a situation where it's, you know, not allowed. But is this a crime? Do you think this is a crime? Should this woman be punished for what she did? I don't think so. Leave them alone. 800-259-9231. would love to hear what you think. Even in these remaining moments, this is Free Talk Live. Just enough time for your call. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free even in these remaining moments. 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. And it is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can vote for us. Uh, actually, uh, you can vote for us and you can promote us in a ver- various different ways. You can go to vote.freetalklive.com. It's a once-a-month thing that we ask you to do. And you can go to promote.freetalklive.com and get a whole list of things, including the voting, that allow you to help us. In many ways, uh, they're, they're completely free. Some of them are very low cost, like printing out flyers, for instance, that you can help uh, ex- expand this show and get us on more radio stations and bring new Internet listeners on board. Promote.freetalklive.com for the list of things you can help us with. Have the stories of civil disobedience here in New Hampshire touched, moved, and inspired you, but you're unable, for whatever reason, to be involved? Well, now you can. The Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org allows you to care for these brave men and women by financially supporting them while they face down the organizations that operate through violence and coercion. cdevolution.org. 
And actually, I was uh, Sam was working uh, with me today. We talked last night, Mark, about how the the state of New Hampshire, one of their prosecutors, is coming after me uh, because I apparently blogged about a marijuana protest that was going to happen, and I posted, I talked about it on my radio show, and freedom and of speech. I engaged in freedom of speech, thinking that you know I was a relatively free person, able to actually speak freely, and now they're saying that that's a violation of my suspended sentence, and they're going to try to throw me in jail for ninety days. Uh, so I was talking with Sam as he was really helping out uh, behind the scenes, working on a response to these bureaucrats. So we're gonna they they the prosecutor submitted some paperwork, which you can see it at freekeen.com. I scanned it in, turned it into a PDF, so you can read it for yourself. But Sam had uh, been working today so uh, diligently on like a, this five-page-long response, and I thought to myself, you know, I. This is awesome. I mean, what Sam is doing here is amazing. He's certainly one of the best activists that we have here in New Hampshire, and I think that, that people like him deserve to be compensated for uh, some of the work that they're doing. And so instead of offering him money directly, I said I would give him or I would give a monthly contribution to the CD Evolution Fund, which is something I'd been considering ever since um, one of the Law Enforcement Against Prohibition members up here also suggested doing something similar. And so I went over to cdevolution.org, and they didn't have the monthly subscription buttons like we do with the Free Talk Live AMP program. And so uh, I put them up there. I, I, they gave me access to edit the, the website, and I used our little buttons and sort of copied them that. over. And so now you can sign up as a monthly contributor to the cdevolution.org fund. And I became the first $25 a month contributor to it. And I think that there's a law enforcement against prohibition member who is uh, silently pledged to do $10 a month. So the ball is already rolling on the monthly subscriptions. Uh, just like AMP, just because you know I'm uncreative, I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, like AMP, there's 3 5 10 and $25 a month increments. There's also a custom option. So if you want to give them $300 a month, you can do that too. Or 17 Or, yeah, or two. Uh, so go ahead and Go over to cdevolution.org. You can still do a one-time contribution, just like they've, they've been allowing. But now, I think the best way to get behind cdevolution.org is, like with the AMP program, to do it on a monthly basis. Because they, then they constantly have uh, fresh funds rolling in every single month. And they can direct that to whatever activists are needing it at that time. The, uh, the activists that are engaging in the, in the civil disobedience. So go to cdevolution.org and get all those details over there. All right, so 800-259-9231. Want to hear from somebody who, like a lot of the commenters on this story about the 13-year-old boy who had sex over 300 times with his mid-20-something, late-20s uh, teacher, his tutor. Uh, a lot of these comments I'm reading here in this article are saying that he's a victim. <laughs> that, uh, that, 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 that he's not lucky. He's been victimized by this woman. That they this is clearly rape. do not know any 13-year-old males. What do you mean by or that? Or 15-year-old males for that reason. Young guys want to get laid. Old guys want to get laid. It's in their heads. It's, it's part of your genetics and who you are. It's very natural to want to re... What's but the there's word I'm something for? wrong. Yeah, I, it's wrong. To I do haven't these been things. in that in, in that circumstance, but I can tell you, at age 13, I wished I wish I had been. Yeah. Um, so there was this at one the time, I wish teacher? I had been. Had been. There I mean, was this one substitute teacher named Ms. Flagler down in uh, when we were in middle school and high school, and every guy in the in the class had a thing for Ms. Flagler. I mean, they would fawn all over her, you know, like offer to polish her apple for her, you know, whatever it is they could do. Polish her apple? You know, the teachers, I, they, she didn't really have an apple, but I'm just giving you a, it's a, it's an example of, uh, they, they were willing to bend over backwards for Ms. Flagler. They would have done anything to, uh, to, to fall into her favor and to have some sort of, some sort of just 
the tiny little chance of getting somewhere with her, even though she was, you know, she had a fiance. Or Spending whatever. time with uh, attractive yeah. women. I mean, guys want to do that. Yes, they were falling all over themselves to uh, to get the approval of, of Ms. Flagler. And so I just don't see it. But there's so there are obviously a lot of people out there who believe this is rape, who believe that this is uh, this is a criminal act, what she did. And I just don't I just don't see it. I think that what she did was kind of weird because yeah. he's half her age. I think that's a little strange. It's a little unusual. I think but... it's even more strange to be in love with a 13 year old boy, which is yeah, uh, I... that just is weird to me. I just can't even fathom holding a conversation with a 13-year-old boy, let alone <laughs> telling him I loved him. That's yeah. weird. But... A few text messages would be about enough for me, uh, but apparently she was really into it, and that's her thing, and he obviously was consenting. I mean, I think it's an insult to people who've really been raped to call this rape. I think it's a slap in the face I agree with you. to the people who've really been forced into unwanted sex to, to say that a boy who had sex 300 times, and they go through the list of places, uh, the kitchen floor, the shag carpet, uh, <laughs> to, to suggest that that is in any way related to rape is an outrage. If he was feeling raped, why would he keep going back 300 yeah. times he, he is a lot. Claiming, he's not even claiming to be raped. That's the thing. Um, right. Wouldn't so, I mean, you know if you were raped? It would seem to me you would have to claim rape Right. First. He's not bringing charges. He didn't want this to happen. He blabbed, like most teenage boys will do, uh, blabbed to his buddies one of them told their mom. Mom came back to the dad of the the boy, and then they went to the cops. I so, can't believe the dad went to the cops. I feel like that was probably mom's influence, but that's just maybe, based yeah. on what I know about a lot of people's parents. Yeah, most you know, dads would be like, all right, son, congratulations. Yeah, way to go. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not prepared to say all that. You're right. Dad would probably be jealous. I don't know what be dad, jealous. Would, dad would <laughs> be like necessarily. but Are you telling me that Jack's 13? And you find out that he's banging his hot teacher. That I, I, doesn't. You're not gonna feel I, some. Well, considering sense Jack's of gonna pride. be homeschooled, I don't know if that's. Well, gonna I be get good that. News. I get that. But I'm saying you wouldn't feel some small sense of. Hey, way to go, buddy! I wish I was doing that at I thirteen. Think it's, it's. I don't know what I'm gonna feel like. Jack's not. <laughs> for one, it's thirteen years from now. Uh, Jack, or, you know, at least twelve. So Jack's a long way from banging any teachers. <laughs> um, I can tell you that. I. You know, so then I have to look at it from the idea that Jack is, you know, somebody else. I have to look at some other thirteen-year-old, and you know, I'm, congratulations on any thirteen-year-old that manages to pull it off. I guess. Yeah. It's certainly a rare. (laughs) It's it's a rare instance. You're more likely to win the uh, lottery in your life than you are to bang a hot teacher. Speaking of the lotto, uh, what would happen if this story had one factor changed around a little bit? What would happen if this 13-year-old boy had extracted money for his services? What would happen if this 13-year-old boy had gotten paid for his sexual services by this woman? I mean, because if he if he reads the story that I'm about to tell you about, he might get an idea into his head next time he goes about doing something like this, uh, where a student who's of age, she's 22, has offered to sell her virginity. Now, how much money has she been offered for it? Well, uh, I can see it would her from here. On, she's kind of cute. She, as, as I recall, she's yeah, she's 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 cute, cute. enough to get laid for money. I, I I don't know what she's at. I I know that the figures are ridiculous. Ten thousand um, men have bid on it so far. It's now up to three point seven 
million. I wish I was that dollars. smart when I was younger. Where is it? Is it on eBay? Where is it? Well, this is what I don't understand. I, I don't understand where this could be happening because uh, clearly you would think the police would be after this woman. Uh, last September, when her auction came to light, she'd received bids up to $243,000. But since the media got involved promoting this, interest has skyrocketed. Natalie Dillon, 22, uh, says that her offer of a one-night stand has persuaded over 10,000 men to bid for her. She's from San Diego, California, and she was persuaded to offer herself to the highest bidder after her sister, who's 23, paid for her own degree after working as a prostitute for three weeks. Good money. She said she's a lot of attention from a wide range of men, including weirdos, uh, those who get really graphically sexual about what they want to do to me, and lots of polite requests from rich businessmen. Ms. Dillon said she didn't think it was particular, particularly significant to be willing to sell your virginity and insisted she was happy to undergo medical tests for any doubters. She said, I get some men who are obviously looking for a girlfriend, but I try to make it clear this is a one-night-only offer. I know that a lot of people will condemn me for this because it's so taboo, but I don't really have a problem with that. My study is completely authentic in that I'm truly auctioning my virginity, but I'm not being sold into this. I'm not being taken advantage of in any way. I think me and the person I do it with will both profit greatly from the deal. Well, I don't see how the other guy is going to profit. I don't either, but, she, but obviously... They're certainly not going to profit $3 million. That's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. I am pissed I didn't think of that first. Well, I hope the police leave her alone, but I don't expect they will on this. Uh, more coming up here. You can... Oh, Take the control tomorrow night. We'll see you then. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.